0: This is the GOAT Level Podcast with your host, the GOAT, the legend, the hero, Van Pugh. Listen, Washington fans, you're going to meet a man named Danny Dimes, and I don't think Danny tries. Watching this team, your fans be dying. After three touchdowns from the Giants, your fans be crying. Offense, defense, nothing is nice. Watch Kyle Allen run for his life. I told y'all, your team trash. And will win three to six games at best. Three minimum, six maximum. I told you. I told you after you beat the Eagles that you shouldn't celebrate too much because you're not going to beat Kyler Murray and you're not going to do much afterwards. What did I say? I was thinking maybe you beat Cleveland. You lost. I knew you was going to lose to Baltimore. I knew you was going to lose to Arizona. I knew you was going to lose to the Rams, and now you got the Giants. It's a winnable game. It's a very winnable game. Uh, offense is just as bad as yours, but they came to life against the Cowboys, but they have the worst defense in the league. Y'all in trouble. Y'all in trouble. You can't figure out the quarterback thing. You just benched the Wayne Haskins. Uh, Kyle Allen just coming back from an injury. And Alex Smith, I mean, poor guy. <laughs> that line did not block for him at all, and after he got hit one or two times, he, he just couldn't. He just couldn't stand in the, in the pocket. He couldn't stand the pressure. He didn't have time to throw. He couldn't get a rhythm. So that's why he only threw for thirty seven yards and got pummeled by Aaron Donald. Oh my God, that's a that that just ruined it. <laughs> that just ruined a, a proud moment. It's good to see him back after what he went through. I didn't even look at the documentary. I know I saw his injury when it happened. Oh my god, it it, it was awful. It's the worst thing I ever seen. It was about the second worst live uh, leg break I've ever seen, next to Paul George. Now that that was bad. The fact that he's back on the field is great, and his family there it just just makes you wanna just not cry, but you definitely choke up looking at that. And I'm glad he's back. I. I I knew when they made Dwayne Haskins the third string that we'd see Alex Smith eventually. I thought it was going to be because Kyle Allen is so bad that they would put Alex Smith in. No, Allen got hurt, and Alex Smith played the whole second half, and oh, man, it wasn't good. I, I think part of it is the play calling, but then the other part of it is O-line. I'm glad to see him back, but man, what a circumstance. Why, why you have to go against the best D line, D lineman in the league? Ugh, oh, it's tough, man. But I love it. I, I love to see it. And um, to be honest, Kyle Allen's actually better than I thought. I see why they started him, why they played him. So I can see him playing pretty much the rest of the season. Well, maybe not the rest of the season. I still give him instead of four games, I'll give him about six games. Then the Wayne Haskins or Alex Smith will play. I promise. But so I'm still reserving. I just want to hold off getting on the Cal Allen bandwagon because I saw what happened in Carolina. It wasn't good. So we'll see. We'll see, man. But three to six wins at best for your Washington football team. And by the way, golf threw 309, threw for 309 and two TDs. Um, Aaron Donald had four tackles, three tackles for a loss, four sacks. Four sacks? That's crazy. Uh, Rams had eight sacks overall. The total yardage was 429 to 108. How are you a professional football team and only have 108 total yards? Trash. Garbage. So, once again, your team trash, and you know that. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha. Oh man, I need to leave you Washington football fans alone, man. Y'all, done, y'all got me started after week one, man. Y'all was, y'all was getting a little too car- too cocky, too carried away, and now you're back down to earth. You're almost under the earth now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. I'm gonna leave y'all alone, man. King James. Oh man. King James, one of the you know, one of the heroes in the GOAT Level brand. Uh if you look at GOAT Level Twitter, use LeBron GIFs a lot. Definitely the king, definitely one of the faces of GOAT Level. Unofficial faces of GOAT Level. He won his fourth title. Uh fourth out of ten. So he's four and six now. And I mean the fact that he has been to ten finals, y'all just underestimate that. He been to 10 finals, bro. That is a lot. None of your favorite players have been to that many finals. None of them. Unless Bill Russell's one of them. None of them. It is hard to get to the finals. And this man been 10 times. Yeah, he got a losing record. Yeah, he not 6-0 like Jordan. It's still impressive, okay? And he won with three different teams. He just, you already know, the GOAT conversation's never going to end between LeBron and Jordan. Until, like I said last show, until they have, like, another person from a future generation enter the conversation. Then we're going to be talking about them compared to LeBron and Jordan. I'm just saying, the best is yet to come with that. Anyway, I, all these haters' excuses, man. Game six was over by halftime. I pretty much stopped watching and stopped taking it seriously at halftime. Uh, and that's what I wanted. Because I wanted the Lakers to win this title. They were my favorite Western Conference team. No, I say second favorite Western Conference team behind the Thunder. So I definitely wanted success for them. I, I love LeBron. Love watching him play. It's been like that all decade. He did it again, man. He did it again. And people are already making excuses. Uh, they were in a the bubble. They avoided the Bucks and the Clippers. LeBron will never be Jordan. Four and six. Oh, my God, man, no KD, no Steph Curry, all type of excuses. The Clippers' excuse is the funniest excuse. Every time I see the Clippers' excuse, I be dying laughing. I'm like, man, the Clippers lost to the Nuggets. What you think the Lakers was going to do to them? Oh, you're going to say, oh, it's matchups. No, man, the Lakers were a better team. They had won the last, what, two or three meetings. After the Clippers took the first two. No, 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 no. Clippers were done. Clippers were going to lose, okay? The Bucs were going to lose. And they didn't even make it out. Neither of them teams made it out of the second round. Oh, my God, I want to hear it. Uh, watered down, shortened season. Oh, uh, Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse trophy. Mickey Mouse ring. La Cakewalk. I'm like, oh, my God. Y'all be hating. Y'all putting an asterisk on this title. Y'all crazy, man. I, You know what? In my top 10, I'm probably one of the only people that have Michael Jordan and LeBron James 1A, 1B. B. I, can I can't decide which one I want. W- which one is the best, better. Like, it, it's tied. <laughs> I thought I'd never say that. But here we are. So I'll come up with my top 10. I feel like I need to watch a little more, more film and... Maybe I'll uh, look at some stats before I come up with a top ten. Maybe I'll do that in in episode seventy instead of doing a crushes poll, because <laughs> I'm just done with chicks right now. So, <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Oh, and uh, people talking about brawny. The brawny jokes on Twitter were hilarious. The gifs were hilarious. They had me rolling, dog. As soon as the game ended, Bronny was trending because this has been a running joke ever since a picture was posted of LeBron James Jr. Bronny uh, smoking a cigar or smoking weed. <laughs> Said, and the caption was "Smoking on that Nuggets pack." Apparently, he accidentally posted it. Oh my god, is that joint, that picture is funny every time I see it. Smoking on that Nuggets pack. <laughs> <laughs> man the jokes are hilarious and they was like and people were assuming that he's gonna get a whooping when when lebron gets home okay <laughs> while the jokes are hilarious the gifs are hilarious the memes are hilarious here's what probably happened okay uh yeah he got caught smoking that nuggets pack savannah Probably talked to him about it. LeBron probably talked to him about it. I think he got Stern talking to. Worst case, I say worst case scenario, maybe Savannah whooped him. I doubt it. They probably just talked it out. Uh, Maybe laughed about it. Uh, Probably laughed about it over FaceTime. Laughed about it or had a serious talk about it. Uh, It was handled quickly and then it's done. I doubt LeBron came home and whooped that kid. Y'all crazy, man. And I think someone said on Twitter that people projecting their lives and what what happened, what would happen to them in that situation, on Bronny, like every parent uh, disciplines the same. <laughs> but dog, the memes are hilarious though. I can't get, I don't get tired of them. Oh man, I think the best ones were, uh, job not done. Job not done. And uh, about the come on to lay belt. That was funny, too. <laughs> bro, every time I think about it, I be crying, bro. That will go down in history. I'll never forget that. But pro- nothing probably happened to that kid, man. I think at best, they just gave him a stern talking to. That's all. That's all. And maybe best case scenario for him, they was cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe they just don't want him, like, like, smoking in the house or something. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll probably never know because that stuff stays in house, I'm sure. So, anyway, next thing, uh, Dak Prescott, that injury sucked, man. I, I really hate that. It just happened so suddenly, and people were crushed, man. Fans, rivals, Jerry Jones, everyone was crushed to see Dak Hurt like that and twist in his ankle you know what's crazy i thought the whole time that that was that was him taking his foot out of his shoe then a, a guy in one of my passengers in Lyft told me that no that was his ankle i was like are you serious i was like oh no that's oh uh, man what the hell that's his ankle looking like that that look like the fo- that look like the foot's coming out the shoe? Are you for real? Oh, no, that's disgusting. You know he's done for the year. Now I immediately looked up on WebMD how long it takes to recover from a broken ankle. Um yeah, 4 to 8 weeks for the bone to heal, then several months for you to regain motion, uh function or whatever. Full range of motion. That's what they said. So, yeah, he's out for the season. I was like, if by some miracle he can come back after the bone heals, that'd be great. But I was like, yeah, I doubt it. You still got to get the full range of motion. So it's, so it's two months before he could even start running properly. That's crazy. He's done for the season. And it's sad, man, because he was putting up numbers. Especially in fantasy. Bro, he had me, he got me 50 fantasy points. I'm like, good lord. This guy was going off. And he looked like he was going to win, like, NFC Offensive Player of the Year. His numbers were that good. He was throwing 300, 400 yards a game. He he wasn't playing. He just didn't have no defense. This was a prove-it year, and he was going to prove it. He was going to be the highest-paid quarterback because he went, he was going off. No one was stopping him. Except maybe the Eagles. Sigh, nah. They can't stop Ben Roethlisberger. How are they going to stop Prescott? Huh. Um, I'm so sad. I I didn't want to see him get hurt like that. I wanted to see him do well, just not against the Eagles. But um, it's just sad what happened. And I guess I got some clarity on the injury. I guess it was as bad. Listen, I tweeted, how bad did he get hurt? Because I still didn't understand that that wasn't his foot coming out the chute it was his ankle and everyone responded bad and someone even posted the picture again i still didn't understand i didn't want to say it because you know i didn't want any more comments on the matter i didn't want anyone saying i was an idiot either but i figured it out i got there it took me a while like don't act like y'all aren't slow on some things too okay don't don't start but hey man i wish him a speedy recovery he comes back next year. The question is, will Dallas pay him? Someone's going to pay him because he was killing it. I'm just saying, oh, and EDP basically said him getting hurt was karma for Cowboys fans, and nobody really liked that except, well, some people, you, you, you know, EDP got some hardcore fans. Some people were cool with it. It was like, y'all just soft. The people who defended him were saying, y'all just soft. Like, y'all not, y'all take EDP too seriously, like. It's not that big of a deal, and, and and Cowboys fans were, and this is why EDP feels the way he feels about Prescott, is because how Cowboys fans treated Wentz's injury, and say he was injury prone and stuff. I mean, still, I I still can't say that I still can't say that Prescott is that I'm glad Prescott got hurt. Like that's crazy. No, man. I don't want any excuses. I want him to be at his best so that when the Eagles beat him, we'll get even more props for it. I want him to be at his best. Not hurt. I want the Cowboys to be at their best so we can beat them at their best so we won't have no excuses. Oh, well. I didn't like what EDP said, and some people unfollowed him and uh, unsubscribed. I mean, it's... I'ma still listen to him and stuff, but I'ma still watch him, but you know, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. When it comes to people I follow, unless you do something personally to me, there's very little you could say you get a very long leash with me if I'm a fan of you. So you know, I'm not I'm not gonna agree with everything you say, but I'ma still follow if I if I mess with you. I'm just saying. Not calling y'all soft. That's just how I see things. All right. Already talked about Washington football because they trash. That was on the list. That was next on the list. Well, let's talk about the Eagles, who I'm not going to lie aren't that much better and actually lost to this trash team. Okay. They lost to the Steelers, right? I think, man, they got down 17. And for some reason, I, okay, knee jerk reaction was like, okay, it's over. 31 14. Third quarter is over. But then. I saw the Eagles come right down and score, and then I was like, okay, we're back in this. They messed up. They messed up. They let us back in the game. It's over. We're coming back. And sure enough, they score again and get a two-point conversion. They're down two. They get the ball back. They're pitching a shutout this last, I don't know, 10, 12-minute stretch. Here's the big decision. I don't know why they didn't get that third down. Here's the big decision. Fourth down. You're in field goal range. You can kick a 57-yarder or you can go for it. It was like a fourth and five or something. These guys kicked the field. I'm like, no, you got the momentum. Go for it. I know Chase Elliott got a big leg, but I knew. I just like, I don't feel good about this kick. This guy's going to miss. Don't rely on kickers. This man kicked it, and for sure, he missed. I was like, great, great. We're probably going to lose now. Pittsburgh moved the ball a little bit, and then the Eagles got them into a third down. I think they made a stop. Like, they then they got it like fourth and one. Pittsburgh spreads them out. Claypool is wide open for a touchdown. That's his fourth touchdown. I don't know how you let Claypool score four touchdowns. You got people thinking he the GOAT. Now, that's ridiculous. He ain't that good now. He's good, but he ain't that good. Well, maybe he can prove that he's really that good by some follow-up performances. He's been pretty good this season, but... I swear to God, like he's not going to repeat that. Like That's crazy. I don't think so. But he can prove me wrong. We'll see. But I think that was a fluke. I think it was a combination of coaching and an inconsistent Eagles secondary. And also, the Eagles had a bunch of stupid penalties. And Carson Wentz turned the ball over two more times. It's ridiculous, man. And sure, the offensive line didn't do too bad. I mean... Our left tackle, our backup left tackle, pancaked T.J. Watt and send him out of the game. That's pretty encouraging. T.J. Watt came back. He's fine, and he ended up making plays, but that was encouraging as an Eagles fan to see T.J. Watt flattened by a backup Eagles lineman. I love it. I think the big part of this game was the Claypool versus Fulgham matchup. No one expected that. Maybe you expected... If you look at it on paper in the preseason, maybe Juju versus uh, Jeffries and Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. But Fulgham versus Claypool? I think we found our number one receiver. And we just picked him up like a week ago. That is crazy. He had the big touchdown catch versus the 49ers. And then Fulgham, 10 catches, I think 152 yards and a touchdown. Right, I got it right here. I got it right here. Where is it? Yeah, I got it right here. Uh, 10 catches, 152 yards, and a TD. I was right. I memorized that. Wow. Uh, We only had less than 100 yards rushing. We're not a very good rushing team. I, I don't know what's going on with that. We need to run the ball more. Like, Sanders had that big, long run to keep us in the game at first, and he had, like, an 80-yard run. I think it was – I think that, that run made it 7-7. And I'm like, man, and that, that run, man, that run got me hyped. But after that, three yards. Are you kidding me? I mean, 10 yards, 10 yards. Are you kidding me, bro? Are you serious? We had less than 100 yards rushing overall. So this is what it's going to be. No wonder Carson Wentz turned the ball over a lot. We not running the ball. Carson Wentz got nine interceptions. We not running the ball, man. We got to find a way to run the ball, man especially against the Ravens, keep that offense off the field. I'm just saying. Disappointing loss. I felt like the Eagles could have won that. They missed a lot of opportunities. They had a bunch of stupid penalties. They had turnovers. They missed the opportunity, man. They really missed the opportunity to get a big win. And I said on the show not too long ago that Pittsburgh let people hang in it, and I feel like the Eagles – can are solid against the run and can do enough to win the game. And they did everything that I thought they could do to win, but they choked. And now they are one, three and one. Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Are you for real? Dog. Come on, man. The division is right there. The Cowboys barely beat the Giants to take the division lead. We're only like like a third of a game back of the damn Cowboys. And we spent all last season one game behind him. They have no Dak Prescott. Now, Dalton was impressive when he came in against the Giants. But, man, the Cowboys really do have the worst defense because the Giants had, like, the, the worst offense in the league, and they were putting up points on the Cowboys. This division's still wide open. The Eagles just need to get it together, quit beating themselves, and they'll have this division. I'm just saying. All right, what's next here? All right, now it's time. For the Sooner Schooner. We beat Texas, baby. Got that golden hat. Golden hat champions once again, baby. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Back in the Big 12 race. Now, I don't know. I'll probably talk about OU's Big 12 chances later. It's probably not very good. It's not impossible, though. All we need is to be in second place and i swear to god like i don't think oklahoma state's coming out of there with less than two losses i'm serious and if we beat oklahoma state we, we could get that at kansas state they're three you know in the conference and they just beat tcu so maybe they're for real and maybe at best we could get that rematch with them oh well i, I guess i just talked about their big 12 chances anyway beat texas 53 45 i predicted 45 42 uh close enough right close enough but it didn't go the way i expected it to go all the extra points came from overtime and i guess just like the eagles you kind of see what this team's going to be they're going to score a bunch of points in the first half kind of slow down in the third quarter fourth quarter offense non-existent defense chokes and we either win or lose at the end. It's all about how clutch we are. And this time, they decided to be clutch. I don't know what they be doing in the fourth quarter. I don't know if it's them not making adjustments. I don't know if it's a conditioning thing. But it's ridiculous. Like, they only got 10 fourth quarter points in three games. Like, how does that happen? Well, four games. 10 fourth quarter points in four games? That's ridiculous. At this rate, they're going to lose four games if they keep it up. But I am optimistic, and I think they're going to run the table, and they're going to be in, like, I don't know if they're doing New Year's Six Bowls, but they're going to be in a New Year's Six Bowl, which is a win. That's a salvageable season. That's best-case scenario. I would love to play Kansas State again in the championship. Get that revenge. right that wrong. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, and Iowa State. I think they're undefeated in the conference, too. So, great. We got to go through them, K-State, Oklahoma State. And Texas is still right there behind us. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm just glad Texas won. Losing to Texas is the worst feeling, especially if you're at the game. It is depressing. The first time it was depressing very depressing. I saw a girl crying. I wanted to put my arm around her, but, you know, I don't I don't know how she felt about strangers, so I didn't. The second time I saw us lose in person to Texas, I actually was encouraged because I knew there was a Big 12 championship game. So I was hopping, hopping around, bouncing around, and sure enough, I spoke it into existence. I was like, we're going to beat them in a championship. Losing to them doesn't matter. I was bouncing around Texas fans looking at me like I'm crazy. We going to win. And we did. So I'm, I'm glad we won. Uh, Let's see. So we had this Ellinger taunt by the student section. They said Sam sucks dick. What? Uh, A lot of Sooner fans didn't like that. They said it was classless. I just say it was corny. I say, yeah, okay, let's not go too hard on the students because there's probably Texas fans saying dumb stuff and nasty stuff, too. They just happen to not get caught on camera. They did get caught on camera with that middle finger, though. (laughs) That wasn't as bad as the Sam Suck Dick chant, but it shows that people on both sides are not saints. And you have drunk people, drunk, stupid people on both sides. You should know that. So I don't want to hear no woe is me. I don't Sooner fans don't feel all bad. Don't try to prove to Texas fans that we're angels. Because we're not. And they aren't either. So just stop. The middle finger girl will live in infamy. We are going to cook that girl for eternity. Just like the she's the new crying kid. When, when, remember when Texas lost LSU and that kid with the with the uh Texas fitted? He was crying his eyes out. Bro. She, she joins him and all the other like miserable Texas fans in the stands <laughs> that get caught on camera every time they lose. <laughs> hey yo, bro, I loved it, bro. Um, the Samsung Dick chant, I uh, you know what I'm saying. I'm not worried about it being classless. And yeah, Ellinger played a bad game, but come on, man. Let's let's be real. Like it was just. It was just corny, like why would you even think of that? Like, what are you thinking about? Why is that why did you think that was a good chance? It's corny, it's whack. You couldn't come up with something better and more creative? Come on, man. I'ma give y'all a break, but that was corny. Y'all saw y'all soft. Not well, not soft. Y'all just y'all just whack. <laughs> just uh just silly college students, man. I was once one, but we never I don't think my, my crew ever, ever said no dumb stuff like that. But, you know, it definitely was some drawing at opposing players and, and coaches. And some of the players and coaches reacted. Some didn't. It just depended. It just depended on what they were talking about. Or or it just depended on their mindset at the time. Yeah. So good win for the uh, OU, man. Hopefully they can get back in this Big 12 race. All right. Here we go. Now it's time for me hopping off the Sooner Schooner. And now it's time for Make That Make Sense, where I take the biggest NFL underdog of the week and make a case of how they can win. Now, the last three weeks I've done this, it has been a blowout. First week we had Jets, Colts, Jets died. We had Ravens, Redskins. Redskins lost by 14. I mean, Washington football team. They lost by two touchdowns. They almost covered the spread pretty much, or pretty much did. Then we had Ravens and Bengals. I was really confident in that because the Bengals are in every game and they have a good offense. Man, the Bengals died. They couldn't get anything going on offense because it was a bad matchup for them because they drop back the pass a lot and they can't run the ball. I knew it was a bad – I should have known it was a bad matchup for them. I don't know why I started Joe Burrow and FanDuel. He got blitzed. He got rushed. They had no answer for that Ravens blitz, and they were on Joe Burrow's ass. And they won. I think the score was twenty-seven to twenty. They they bodied him. Maybe the game would be closer in Cincinnati, but as far as it in Baltimore, man, Joe Burrow, oh boy, he finally got his welcome to the NFL, cause they they bodied him. They destroyed him. (sighs) Anyway, this week, we got the Jets and the Dolphins. The Jets are now a 9.5 underdog. They were an 8-point underdog like yesterday or two days ago, and now it's 9.5. I think what happened was they saw the Dolphins kill the 49ers, then combined with Le'Veon Bell getting cut, and then Joe Flacco starting, that probably pushed the line an extra point and a half so it looks like the dolphins are rolling i think they're two and three two and three three and two something like that i know they've won two games i know that yeah they've won two games they're two and three so here's how the jets can win they have the worst offense they have a solid defense so we're gonna try this again first off you gotta stop the run and you gotta make fitzpatrick fitzpatrick is inconsistent if you can get some turnovers early and and maybe rattle him a little bit, I know he a wildly crazy veteran, and you may not be able to rattle him, but if you can get some turnovers, build an early lead, maybe you'll win. Maybe you'll win, or or maybe just try to keep Miami's offense off the field. Joe Flacco got to be the Flacco of old, or at least a fraction of that. Or not just a fraction, at least half of that. At least half of that, and I feel like they can pull this out because the Dolphins aren't all that. I know the Jets aren't are terrible, but this ain't a this. I mean, this ain't a cut and dry blowout, bro. Like I feel like they could possibly get them, but most likely the Jets are going to lose. But they have they have some chance. Like there there's something there. I know letting go Le'Veon Bell doesn't help, but you know we'll see. You know I saw some things. I saw some things. Uh. Against the Cardinals, you know, got Jamison Crowder involved. Um, we'll see. It, it it's going to be tough for them because they're terrible. But they they have some. D- 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 mm. What am I supposed to say? What am I saying? <laughs> There's some opportunities to make this game close and possibly win. Like it's the Dolphins, okay? Like they're not world beaters. <laughs> All right. Uh, real quick, the uh MLB playoffs. I'm out here typing. I'm out here typing doing the show. Uh, real quick, the MLB playoffs. Uh, can't believe the Yankees choked. Uh, Astros just steamrolled into the conference finals and then barely escaped getting swept last night. They're down 3-1. And then on the other side, the Braves, I've been rooting against them hard like I usually do. Uh they beat the Reds. I was like, eh, it's the Reds. Uh, they beat the Marlins. I'm like, uh, eh, it's the Marlins. They always beat the Marlins. They went up 2-0 against the Dodgers, and now I'm like, I, I threw up my hands. So I'm like, it's over. It's over. They're going to win the World Series. Fuck, man. But thank God the Dodgers showed up. The Dodgers showed up. They got down to business. They stopped messing around. They had 11 in the first inning, and they beat them 15 to three. Oh, man. I loved it. I loved it. Hopefully a repeat performance tonight. Tie this series up. Make this a series. Win this series. Get the Braves out of here because I'm a Nationals fan that can't stand the Braves. That's all, man. That's all. Hey, hey, hey. Kershaw pitching tonight. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Now, are we going to get regular playoff Kershaw? Because if we do, the Braves are going up 3-1. Or are we going to get classic regular season Hall of Famer? kershaw if we do then the dodgers will tie it up hey we'll see man all depends on kershaw you already know all right so more quick takes uh saban got covid and apparently according to his daughter and some guy on the radio he is he is in good spirits he doesn't really have any symptoms and he's coaching practice from his computer and from zoom and he's yelling saying now run it again and stuff like that oh but i can't imagine saving going off on zoom every time he mess up <laughs> every time saving kirk's on the sideline i'd be dying bro because he had the most hilarious temper tantrums ever bro they are epic hey remember that one where he was yelling at um oh man he was yelling at Lane Kiffin. That one has me crying. When they played OU, I think Judrick Wills went off sides. He went off and I was crying, bro. He is hilarious. I and I, I loved all the memes of uh a robot, a robot with uh Nick Saban's face in it, and he's yelling and stuff. <laughs> that, was, that was funny too. Oh, man. I You know what? It looks like Saban's going to recover. It looks like he's going to be fine. But this is his new normal for a few weeks. And I guess he's going to be coaching from the computer and doing everything remotely. 2020. 2020. I think it will be fine. I think SEC games will continue even though Florida and LSU got postponed. That That's alarming. But I think they'll recover and they'll be fine. So Melvin Gordon got a DUI. Wow. Um, a shout out to Kai shout out to a real mama Eagle on Twitter. She probably won't listen to this. It is what it is, but, um, she's a great follower for Eagles fans. She's a great follow for Eagles fans. She says she don't understand why celebrities and superstars drive drunk when they have all this money to, to hire people to drive for them, to have a personal driver and to at bare minimum, order an uber there and back <laughs> someone said in the comments he had so much money he can put together a company to drive him around everywhere that's crazy bro i don't understand either you are the starting running back for the denver broncos what are you doing what are you doing you got to be smart i don't know they probably handled it in-house and gave him some little punishment maybe they either find him or they made him run extra sprints or something something crazy like that. But, man, come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. Oh, someone also said in the comments that he's from Wisconsin, and in Wisconsin, driving drunk is a lot of people do that because, you know, people love to drink and love beer over there. Yikes. That's that's kind of alarming, but, you know, I don't mess with Wisconsin like that. Madison was cool, but I don't mess with Wisconsin like that. So it's all good won't catch I guess you won't catch me there. <laughs> oh man, any more quick takes I can think of? Uh I guess nothing as of now. So, let's get to the hypothetical game of the episode. The hypothetical game of the episode is a Big Brother game, a quick Big Brother game. If you don't know what the game Big Brother is, um, I'm going to try to keep this short. It's on CBS. It's it's a CBS reality show, and it's a game where you put, like, 15, 16 people in a house for, like, a few months. And I guess one by one, they exit the house, and the last one standing wins the prize money. Which is usually half a million dollars. I think one time it was a million, but usually it's a half a million dollars. Yeah, that's pretty much it. There's ways you got to get there and you got to win competitions and make alliances, but that's pretty much it. So, this is a Big 12 edition of it. So, we're using all the Big 12 teams. And unfortunately, it didn't go well for me as an OU fan. So, here you go. So, right off the bat, so right off the bat, OU and Texas got NOM first. Shocker. Shocker. They are the big two threats. They are the big guys. They are the big dogs in the Big 12. So, of course, they got NOM first. And, by the way, I use some Big Brother simulator. I can't remember what site it is. Um, Maybe I'll put the site name on Twitter or in a blog. Uh, We'll see. But I'll show y'all. Anyway, OU Texas got NOM first. Shocker, Baylor one POV and use it on Texas. I don't know why. Maybe they just wanted to really get rid of OU. So anyway. Texas Tech got nommed, renommed. Uh Oklahoma State and K-State formed an alliance in week one. Texas flipped the mattress that TCU was sleeping on. That's hilarious. After they just lost to them, I'd be mad too. <laughs> K State also has an alliance with Texas Tech and West Virginia. Well, that sank OU, who got eliminated four-three, heartbreaking. A split vote week one, and OU loses. Wow, wow, you gotta be kidding! I don't know what happened, but anyway, uh, oh, the votes were OU, uh, votes to evict Iowa State, K State, Oklahoma State. Of course, they evicted OU, uh, West Virginia, and Texas Tech. Texas, TCU, and Baylor voted to a victim, which is weird because Texas and TCU had that fight. Whatever. Anyway, uh, week two, Texas Tech is eliminated. Kansas and TCU form an alliance. Week three, K-State threatened to quit. Uh, Texas has a public emotional breakdown, of course. Of course, they are the drama queens, of the conference and this game of course they are tcu and west virginia bond together on a block in week three and they get evicted week four west virginia gets evicted week five texas finally gets evicted after all that drama after being a huge target they finally get evicted this late in the game with six people left how did they make it this far i don't know people were offense. tcu Okay, wait a minute. No, wait, wait, wait. Okay. Oh, Oklahoma State nommed Iowa State and Texas, by the way. They were the HOH. So, Oklahoma State and Kansas State, they still have that alliance. They still have that uh, powerful duo going. Oklahoma State and Baylor has an alliance. Oklahoma State rubbed the house the wrong way in week six. And yet, they're still sitting pretty. Wow. Wow, they must—I'm telling you, that Oklahoma State-Kansas State alliance is crazy. And you know what's crazy? That might be the Big 12 championship. Yikes. Cryptic. Cryptic Big Brother simulator, bro. Kansas and Iowa State got nommed by Kansas State. That makes sense. Uh, 1-1 tie. This is what doesn't make sense. So this is what doesn't make sense. K-State votes to evict Iowa State, not Kansas— What in the world? How did that happen? So they had a chance to get rid of their rivals. They vote to evict Iowa State. It must be some stuff I didn't know behind the scenes. Oklahoma State and Baylor, Oklahoma State and Kansas State still have strong alliances. Oklahoma State used the veto on Kansas State week seven, and Baylor went up as a replacement nominee automatically because there's only five people left and only one eligible nom. So someone put a banner up over the house that Baylor bears are not to be trusted. I don't know who did that. Um yeah, probably some Texas Tech fans. <laughs> anyway, K State evicted Baylor, even though they had a bond, but I guess the bond between I guess the bond between Kansas State in Kansas is better? That's weird. I don't know. I don't know. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. I think it's Final Four at this point. Anyway, Baylor's gone. Kansas is still around. I don't know how. Since K-State and Oklahoma State still have that alliance, you know that Kansas is on the outs. They have to pretty much win the final HOH to have a chance. And here we go kansas beats kansas state okay wait a minute wait a minute let me go back so kansas wins the first hoh and kansas state was in second oklahoma state in third so kansas beats k state in part two hoh padlock game wait a minute what no wait i think this how it went kansas was in third k state was in second Oklahoma State was in first. So, Kansas and K-State went off in part two HOH. Big rivalry game for probably the chance to get the most important HOH. Padlock game, I think you have to get the right number combinations to unlock the padlock and and get the veto uh, or get the second HOH. Some dumb stuff like that. Anyway, well... Kansas won. Kansas won, and then they went against Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State, freaking juggernaut in this damn game. They won a final HOH, and, of course, they took Kansas State to the final two. And you got Kansas State and Oklahoma State in the final two, which could be the football final two, by the way. I hope not. But that could very well be the championship game, just like in this Big Brother hypothetical game of the episode. But, see, seven people in the jury, which is depressing because the only team, the only Big 12 squad that didn't make jury was OU. How does that happen? All you had to do was not being last. That's crazy, bro. Anyway, seven jury members. Uh, Oklahoma State won 7-0. Uh, don't know how that happened. Nevertheless, Kansas, Baylor, Iowa State, Texas, West Virginia, TCU, Texas Tech, all voted Oklahoma State. Maybe I can see Kansas. They finally, they stabbed their rival in the back. Of course they did. So, Oklahoma State wins the hypothetical game of the episode, which was big brother. TCU is the fan favorite. Kansas was in second, Iowa State in third. Oklahoma State had three HOH wins, two POV wins. Kansas State had two HOH HOH wins and one POV win. So that was your hypothetical game of the episode. And you already know it's the end of the episode. And I'm out. Peace. It's over. You heard Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.